Hello everybody and welcome to episode 22 of the Daily Banter's Meaning of Life podcast. I'm here with Vaskin Kasakin and, and we're back. Uh, we've been on hiatus for a little while because of um, life and a uh, little thing called the uh, US presidential election. Um, and uh, yeah, we're now living in um, uh, post-Obama world, we're in the, the Trump era and we figured that the best, you know, we should, even though the podcast is not really supposed to be about politics, that obviously this has been a huge event, a cataclysmic event, um, and uh, we figured that this might be a good time to talk about, you know, living in a Trump, in the Trump era, what does this mean for us, and how, how best to cope with it, you know, I think there's some fairly profound implications for uh, pretty much everyone, I would say. Um, and we'll get into that. But uh, Vasquez, so what were your what was your reaction to the to the election? Um, I think, like many people, uh, shock, uh, horror, confusion, um, profound disappointment. I would say. Um, and, and I guess, like, I mean, just a kind of side note, I would say is that I feel like I just want to talk about maybe a little bit why we're deciding to delve into why we're kind of deciding to depart from our general tone mm. in the podcast and talk about something that is at least cosmetically or ostensibly political. And I, I mean, first I'll say like the reason I generally don't like to talk about this stuff is because I feel that it's instantly divisive. Like, like people, if you, if that, that you don't really get anyone, you can actually, if you strip away my team, your team and those kinds of frameworks, mm. you actually, have a lot in common with a lot of people that, on the surface, when you introduce politics, my team, your team, your tribe, my tribe, all those elements, you, you, it just becomes, it's not very helpful, right? Yeah. So that's just generally how I try to, I try to not talk in terms of those, you know, card constructs, which are oftentimes very artificial. But this time, I think, I think that what has happened is there is a profound sea change and a shift an almost cosmic change that was palpable mm. that you could feel that we turned us that, that we were that there was basically two two roads and that one road was chosen and the other one's not and maybe maybe all elections appear that way or are that way but mm. there there's something about this particular election and what was essentially a referendum like what what, what kind of vision that we were we were betting on for the future yeah that I think merits are delving into what this means in a very big way. Mm. You know, beyond just the, what's our economy going to look like? What's this going to look like? What's that going to look like? But like the true cultural implications and what this means for us mm. as, as, as human beings, not just as... So I just want to set that up front, that we're not like going to talk about tactics and this and that. And, mm. you know, I mean, we may touch on what is apparently political, but my aim is to is to really think about what is the implications for mm. human societies and, and the world at large. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that. I mean, one of the uh, huge kind of lessons for me throughout all of this is was just how I mean, look, you know, I like to think of myself as being a pretty balanced, non-tribal person who can kind of get along with everyone. Um, and not let these kind of things get to me, but it, you know, it got to me during the election because I'm so close to it. I'm, I'm covering all this stuff, um, and you know, I was really down into the sort of nitty gritty details about who, what were the policy proposals, who was saying what, what are the backgrounds of both of these candidates, and really kind of going in depth. And you know, the more I found, the more I was kind of horrified by what we were doing, you know, by what was happening to the country. Um, that the more I looked at kind of Donald Trump, you realise that this guy is basically he's the complete opposite of everything that we talk about. You know, everything that this that this podcast is based on. You know, which is trying to promote like tolerance and accepting other people and trying to find a balance and trying to you know dematerialise your life and uh, shed illusions of you know or aspirations you know to be gaining power and all that kind of stuff, misogyny, uh, disres- disregard for the, you know, feminine and that kind of thing. We did a whole podcast on that, right? Yeah, right. The feminine. Right. Um, and I just, this guy just represented the absolute 
it's the antithesis of, of everything that we hold, we try to value, or that this podcast is about. Um, and myself as a, as a human being, he's everything I, uh, I hate about humankind. You know, he's everything I detest. You know, he's arrogant, he's greedy, he's misogynistic, he's xenophobic. Yeah, like, like, it's funny, like, I, I want to say the thing that actually, and not to say any of that stuff doesn't bother me, mm. but the thing that stuck with me most, actually, is a really weird moment that is emblematic of the entire forces that are being unleashed with his presence, mm. was when the photos came out of his children as trophy hunters. Mm. As in, you know, they went down to Africa somewhere. Oh, yeah, killed like a lion yeah. and stuff. And there was a whole string of those types of photos. Yeah. And I just thought about that and I meditated on that. I'm like, that is like, it's 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 representative of a lot. Like, it, yeah. look, because here's the deal. You're not doing, like, maybe you can forgive a Teddy Roosevelt for doing that a hundred years ago. Mm. But there's no excuse for that in the modern day. There's just absolutely, with, 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 to what degree the natural world is a thin veneer, barely hanging on mm. system mm. to gleefully just soak yourself in, 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 in blood of the, the most helpless and vulnerable mm. is absolutely despicable to me. But that's but that that's how Trump has raised his family. That's what I'm saying. Know? So to me that was the, the kind of where like I'm like, oh my god, these guys are like this is the forces we're unleashing are like not modern forces; they're pre-modern. Yeah, yeah. like and, 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 you know. yeah, exactly. And I, I hear that, you know. And I mean, I think that perhaps we we have an illusion of our society that it's this, you know, everything's going to be fine, and that you know, this is just silliness, and you know, Hillary Clinton's going to win, and we'll go back to normal, and we'll just have a, 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 a you know, relatively corrupt government as opposed to a like an oligarchy, <laughs> you know, like a. Um, a fascist state but our memories are short you know history is, shows us that things can get messed up very fast yeah. very very quickly yeah. they can spiral out of control incredibly quickly right. and this is one of the things that I was very worried about was um, what would happen if you get somebody like this in power because it unleashes something uh, in a society it, it basically um, enables it enables. Yeah, it I, would, enables I, would, I would. I would agree with that. The darkest like, element. Yeah, you see, yeah. you saw this after Brexit in the yeah. UK, right? right? So, one of the reasons why I was, you know, I didn't follow it too closely. Shame on me. You know, I was. I've been in America and wasn't. Thought it was. A, I thought it was an election gimmick, um, uh, from David Cameron. But it turned out that the public, you know, they voted for Brexit when, uh, when Britain left the EU. Racist attacks on the rise. You know, xenophobia is that is all-time peak uh, in Britain and it's un- it unleashed a force uh, that's bubbles beneath the surface but it's not acceptable you know in general it, you know, it hasn't been acceptable politically for decades decades and decades and decades it has not been acceptable we saw what happened with that in World War II you know yeah. we saw what happened with the rise of fascism yeah. and I think there's our better instincts took over and said look we have to create structures to stop that from ever happening again right. you know hence the you know the European Union right um, and I think that you know America has th- those same instincts as well. That, that the United States is, is a federation, right? It's, it's there's some there's some understanding there that they can't have an antagonist, antagonistic relationship towards another. The states have got to work together. There is a unified United States. Um, yeah, I, I, but I will say though that we. We've we've got these kind of stock gags in place, or whatever you want to call them, like uh, safe safety kind of valves, mm. right? But when convenient, we have been able to legalize the most abhorrent things, yeah. of people. But but but, yeah. but I I, th- I think that there's been, I think that there has been a, an effort. I mean, maybe you know, particularly with Obama, you know, I felt that Obama was the election of Obama that revealed. Part of the better parts of one. Sure, yeah, yeah, and that's a great point. Like I think um, these things are always like it's like a it's a reactor, and they're always Mm. kind of balancing, right? Like there's Mm. always the darkness is always there; it never goes away, Mm. and there is a constant, very I guess what's now apparent to be a very delicate balance 
that when when the other side goes away, the the darkness seeps out, and it, mm. and it actually can seep out very quickly, very quickly. And, and very widespread. Because here's the deal: whether I'm not, you know, and I we will never inhabit the mind of Donald Trump. We'll never know what his personal perspectives are. Mm. But what is very clear is that whether he is their champion or not. There are hateful elements that feel emboldened by his, but by, by his yeah, by his victory. And yeah. I think that's what's the most insidious is not that he himself or in an organized way, like he's surrounding himself with people who think this way necessarily. We'll never know that. But what's clear is that it's like people people feel very clearly at home saying things that would not be would they, people would not feel comfortable saying you know just mm. a. a Couple, you know, a couple years ago, before this whole phenomenon came out, right, right, and it's and it's it's amazing how quickly it can be legitimised. I mean, now um, if you look at how the media is behaving now, that there there is a um, <clears throat> a very rapid move to normalise Trump, you know, to make him seem like a normal guy, a normal politician. That this is. Yeah, you know, he said a few crazy things, but yeah. actually he's all right. But this is, let's pause right here, because this is very scary in the sense that we all need to be aware of, um, what I'm going to say is the media is not concerned with preserving our democracy. The media is concerned with preserving markets. Yes, yeah, concerned know? with preserving itself. Right. Know? So, yeah, I mean, America is not just an amalgamation of a platform where commerce can mm. occur, right? Mm. I mean, that's... From, for a certain group of people, that's what America has always been mm. and is still today. And I think we all need to very clearly understand that what we saw happen was an absolute failure of all the institutions that should show up and prevent exactly this type of thing from happening. Yeah. So now what we're probably going to see is that bending, even if it's like a, like a reluctant bending, mm. we're going to f- see that because what the paradigm is going to be the dominant thrust is going to be, you know, the, the thing that's going to be primary is let's just keep the system working, right? Mm. Let's keep the... the but he doesn't like, care. I think what people don't really understand about Trump is that he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the system. He doesn't care about taking it... When I, see, to when I mean system, I mean like just the base platform of commerce, like which, you know, extract resources from the ground, sell them mm. in the market, you know? I think that that's... He will, I think, operate successfully in that realm because if nothing else he'll get out of the way and let you know the the people with the actual strings kind of run things and, and he I mean even, I mean that's evident from the people he's surrounding himself by right now right maybe maybe but maybe not this is this is the this is what's been weighing on my mind we don't know what he's going to do like he's surrounding himself with some of the most reprehensible characters in right but politics. I mean they, but they but there's yes they are reprehensible for a civic society and a democracy and all those things. But I'm saying if this is actually a dream if you are, again, short-term thinking, right? Mm. Not long-term thinking, but short-term thinking. This is a dream for, like, if you're just a guy sitting there and you see, oh, great, he's going to try to open up federal lands to drilling mm. and natural fossil fuel extraction and exploration, you would jump up and down for joy, right? Again, your short-term reptile brain is, like, thinking dollar signs. Mm. You know, And I think in that regard... Like, I mean, what did the markets do right after, right? First, there was the tank, right? Mm. But then they stabilized. Because you know what? Like, there, there, there's a sense that, okay, look, look this, this guy will give us what he wants. Just like the other people will give us what we yeah. want. Yeah. You know? Right. But, but so, I mean, having studied Trump for quite some time, they, you know, we can ex- the only thing we can expect is the unexpected. You know? The guy is... is yeah. His, his, his ability to morph, change his mind... Um, and and survive, which is the most amazing thing I think um, was his his ability to survive the most toxic environments ever. I mean, if you read anything about his his campaign, right, what was going on inside his campaign? I mean, he fired like three campaign managers. Oh yeah, but know? it's funny because he himself is the bringer of the chaos. Like yeah, he brings the chaos, yeah. and then he finds a way of surviving. Right, you know? he finds a way of of creating absolute chaos around him and surviving well he's like he's the he's the like that's the primary like cancer he's, he's a sociopath right yeah, so, he's, yeah, yeah but that's what sociopaths do whether they you know are working in a workplace or mm. I mean he's just now the most famous one the, the most the most important one on the planet so yeah um, but that's what they do right they sow chaos and then they kind of 
rise above it somehow untouched. Untou- yeah. Dude, I think of that guy, that poor guy. I'm not saying poor because I, I, I don't really care for him, but I'm saying that Billy Bush guy, right? They were in the van. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. hilarious is America was up in arms and they fired him, right? Yeah. One guy gets fired. The other guy goes to the highest president. job in yeah. the land. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right. that, that's a true sociopath. It, it, it's in, it's right. incredible. But I mean, it, it, yeah. I think it, showed, it, it, it shows something about... Well, look, yeah. I mean, I think it is also worth pointing out that people, there is this whole thing that um, you know Trump won and the people have spoken, but actually the reality is no, that most people on that point. Most people actually voted for Hillary Clinton. Okay, she's won by about a million okay. votes. So there's like vote. okay, but even then, fifty percent of eligible voters mm. didn't vote. Yes, and that's right? That is shocking as so well. So this is like that's probably tells an even bigger story. Right. So so this is my issue with when people were coming out and saying, "Oh my god, I can't believe we're such a hateful land, we're this and we're that." No, I don't I don't believe we are. I just think that people feel for whatever reason they felt that things are fine. Mm. Things are going to be okay. Mm. I don't care either way, right? Mm. I think that I don't think those those 50% are were thinking like I guess my point is we don't know what they're thinking. I believe that they are not, based on my experience with people in this country, in, in, in traveling like from the middle, the south, the north, all over, I don't think that that's who we are, right? So there's that 50% that are mm. unengaged, eligible voters, mind you. Who don't, who just don't regard politics as a non-starter. For just whatever reason, yeah. they just didn't, and we can talk about why that's the case, but you know, we have horrible, for a Western democracy, we have abysmal voter participation numbers and we can talk about why that exists but but even like absent that then there's the denominator right like mm. so you have the percentage of people who went cast their vote that's who we're counting but then even in the denominator there's add to the uh, eligible those who are disenfranchised mm. so you got the incarcer- incarcerated formerly incarcerated population you have mm. whole numbers of, 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 of people that add to like a million plus yeah, in that denomination. So my point is just that we we this is not a failure of democracy. We have yet to see it, you know. Yeah, I mean maybe you're right. I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting question. I really don't know. I mean, it, um, it's frightening times though because because you know Trump has has uh, benefited from that enormously. Yes, he's benefited yes. from the apathy and yeah. he's benefited from the rage. Right, but um, but it's funny because it's like he is is. Um, He's a product. He's our own Frankenstein. Like, this is what happens when you run... You know, America's a social experiment. Uh, nowhere in America or nowhere in the world in history has, has there been such... Have you, have you made the base operating system of a society unfettered corporate control mm. with the prime aim of growing markets incessantly against all physical laws? Yeah. And this is like... This, when you, when, in order to do that, you obviously have to create a fantasy world. Mm. And he's the product of our fantasy, and now he's he's come home to roost, basically. Yeah, he he's the person who is going to stand up there and tell us as if our society is not run on a myth and a lie. You know, mm. who's who better to do that than someone who is the ultimate snake oil salesman con man? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So in a way, it's like this type of where we were headed. This was inevitable. Like if I can look at it in twenty twenty hindsight. Yeah, you know, it's like. Um, you know, pickup artists. You, you ever, there was a whole phenomenon about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I remember that book came out, uh, Neil Strauss. It yeah, was, it was like pickup artists. Yeah, yeah, and, right. And, there um, was even a reality TV show for a while. Yeah, yeah, and they would just, basically it was some guy, these nerds who'd figured out certain way, you know, pickup techniques, right. pickup strategies and how to pick up chicks by basically treating them like shit, you know, by being real, really mean to them and um, insulting them. Um, and making them feel insecure, and then and then uh, attacking that vulnerability. But um, it seems to me that they sort of—it's like they kind of hacked the game almost. You know, they've hacked, they hacked it like like Trump did. Trump was like, "I play this game." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you, what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he will tell uh-huh. you what he's doing while right. he's doing it. So, so this is like, all right, let's inception style, let's dig like one layer down now because mm. I think that 
what is what what have what's going on right now is not distinct to America. It's it's a it's a species problem, mm. and I think that the fundamental problem is that we still think like and I've said this before, and it's it's kind of my my something I profoundly believe, which is that we got to get over our frightened ape operating system. Mm. You know, like that the, the part of our brain that is. Like, we like to think of ourselves as profound individualists in America and mm. this and that. No, like, what we're, what you, when you, we try to assert any kind of individualism, you're trying to fight against a very fierce operating system that's based on conformity. Mm. Because when you look at our primal evolutionary operating system, we like to just feel as if we're in sync with those around us and not be the different person. Mm. Not be the dissenter, not be the person who stand out. Because for, for hundreds of thousands of years, that has meant vulnerability. Mm. And it's very hard to crash that operating system internally to just say, okay, like I'm just not going to care about that. And mm. in a way, when we think of those who have achieved some what we can define as enlightenment, it's often those people who have been able to hack that system, yeah. step outside of it, and tell all of, all those like actually we've got it all wrong. Mm. Like it's not about you know your ego and your advancement of the will and blah blah blah. Like that's not the that's not the aim, mm. you know. It's not about, you know, turn, you know, betray, don't, don't follow fear, don't follow anger, don't follow all these things that when you, when you think about what our default operating system has been for hundreds of thousands, potentially a million years since hominids appeared on the planet, we've been like set up these structures where what was important was understanding your place in that group Mm. with usually an alpha of some sort. Mm. And a deference to that, and then and then if you're lucky enough to be that, great. If not, you don't want to appear like on the outs with anyone. Right, right, right. And right. I think that I think like all that's to basically say that I think whether it's people who are strong or apparently strong CEOs or president, I mean, our whole social structures end to end, you know, channel the the the, the worst aspects of our operating system. And so when someone comes and they're provocative. You know, it's people are fascinated and also don't want. You know, they want to see where that 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 group. You know, that they plug into a group mind. Mm. No one wants to kind of unplug from from. You know, there's that fascination that comes with someone who's. You know, it's like a Stockholm syndrome. Mm. Person abusing you is is a source of fascination, and you don't want to be mm. the the lone dissenting voice. I mean, and I think that's what we're about to enter into now. Is um is an abusive relationship with uh with power, now. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So so now we have uh, Trump in charge, and he will behave as strong men do, you right. know, right. like Vladimir Putin does. You know, Vladimir Putin has um, crafted a, a very um, scary image for himself, and it works amazingly well. You know, people don't dissent in Russia. You know, it's not. I mean, there is dissent, but it's managed. You know, it's it's smashed pretty pretty seriously. I mean, they're still assassinating people openly. I don't think we're. I don't think uh, America is there yet. But who knows? Like, this is the thing: is that we just don't know. We like to think of ourselves as these kind of modern democracies, and you know, that could never happen here. But it could, and it may well do. Yeah, and it nearly did actually. You know, it's happened. At, there's been points in America's history where it very easily could have turned turned that way. I mean, look, I mean, there was, it, it, there was, like, let's yeah. not forget, there was fascists in America. Like, there yeah, was, yeah, yeah. There was a, a very vibrant fascist movement that had, but, yeah. but it's also, but they've also, been, there has also been in America a very, very, very vocal press. You know, a very, very um, militant sort of, you know, your freedom of speech. Yeah, right? but, but I mean, the, the thing is, and this is the toxic thing that, that has happened over the last couple decades, is which I was talking, alluding to earlier, which is, these institutions have failed us profoundly because mm. that era, we don't have the same system of institutions that are representing the people's interests. I don't know where those institutions are. I don't know when I, again, when I'm looking to the big institutions, I know a website or two, I know, mm. you know, things in a decentralized, I know where to go in a decentralized fashion. Mm. But when you're talking about kind of what are seen as the big pillars of authority, be they media or institutions or governments or business, it's very clear to me that they are not, they can't, I will say two things. One is they're at, at, at best ineffective and at worst could be in cahoots, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, um, unknown, uncharted territory right now. Uh, and I think that's worrying. Maybe perhaps that's, we should move on to that. 
um, as to what what to do about this now. We're living in uncertain times, much more uncertain than they were before. Well, I think I think that um, the the one thing we need to be absolutely careful of and vigilant about is because catastrophes are going to happen and they're going to come, and that's inevitable, and they always do. But they're going to be exploited now. If you thought that you know the pre-Obama era, or even the Obama era, mm. was was about exploitation of catastrophe to serve certain interests, like you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh my know? god! Uh, yeah, I, I, so, the, the, the first so, time there's a terrorist attack on American soil, or there's some disaster, you're you're going. The reaction I I dread to think about what the reaction is going to be. Donald Trump is an opportunist. And or, people, yeah, or even just financial catastrophe. I don't want to say just, but I'm just saying that even something that's not mm. apparently as big of, you know, something as a, as a, as a financial hiccup or, mm. or, or full-on, you know, fall like we had in 2008 or a free mm. fall, a market free fall maybe. Mm. You know, these are these are all things that we all need to be very hyper-vigilant around the solutions proposed mm. and what words are being used and who... And I'm going to say this because it's going to happen. Who's being blamed for the catastrophe, whatever that catastrophe is going to be? You know, who's going to be blamed? Because the, 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 the thing that strongmen always do is there's always convenient pockets of people to blame, right? right D- divide right. and conquer. So, so I think that that is something we need to be absolutely mindful of is not to be fearful. Because when you talk about, say, you know, Russia, post-Soviet Russia, or you talk about Germany or... Or, or, or any any society has gone this direction when people feel victimized, and I think the sense of victimhood is can be a very toxic mm. emotion, and I think it can be a very the the kind of the, the 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 line between victim and abuser is very mm. thin, mm. very exceedingly thin because it's so easy to rationalize mm. your own pain and suffering in a way that then perpetuates... I mean, that's the human comedy right there, basically. I mean, look, yeah, I think you're right. And I also think that this now provides a very, very good opportunity for everybody on the left, everybody who values, you know, tolerance and and, uh, respect for minorities, respect for, you know, for women. Um, uh, Now is the time for everybody to band together now. And here's what I would say, and I would not even call it left per se, like because I think what we need to do is profoundly, I think we haven't really even understood what's at stake yet. Like Mm. like what's at stake is our simplest common humanity, Mm. right? Like regardless whether you're a libertarian, Ayn Randian, or, Mm. uh, you know, left of Castro, or Mm. somewhere in between, or something like that, like... Mm. Like regardless of that, any political spectrum and your thoughts of how resources should be marshaled in a society yeah. and all that kind of stuff and like all your various policy debates, like what's really at, 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 under assault here is our base, common, simplest humanity of how we relate to each other mm. and who has a, and who has a chance as equal as you to participate mm. in, in, in living in a, in a stable, sane, peaceful, tolerant society and I think that everybody has a stake in that. Mm. Yeah. Know? And I think that 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 majority is a lot bigger. Yeah, always uh, bigger. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I believe that humanity is generally good. And I believe that most Trump supporters, like if you just take out the politics, they probably you probably find the good in them too. You know. Well, you know, the people the people who voted for him when when asked repeatedly on TV and they would press him on these issues, whether it was Daily Show correspondents or mm. media or whoever, like you know. The people would always say, "Look, like, yeah, I don't associate myself with all the bad stuff that's being said, but the yeah. failure is this: the failure is people don't understand that that the the big problem, and we all face this. We're all victim to it. We're all responsible for it. Is just because something doesn't affect you, mm. like, just just get out of your own like kind of self interest for yeah. a second, yeah, you know, yeah. narcissism, you know, self interest, whatever." Mm. You know, it, the problem, that was the biggest failure in this election, was that people didn't realize that, look... There's more at stake than yeah, just, just because, am like, I going to get a tax cut or am I going to kick out an Im- you know, kick out immigrants who are coming in? The, the, yeah, there was a sense of like, oh, well, that's not me, so why should I care? Right. Right? Like, I, 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 care, I, I like the things he says about these things, but, mm. you know, I'll let the other stuff go. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that was the biggest problem, is that, that people were conveniently letting very... 
critical, important pieces, just just not 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 really caring for. I, I don't think that they were like frothing at the mouth, like all the supporters weren't frothing unanimously at the mouth, mm. you know, to subject peoples and groups. Mm. There was definitely that element for sure, mm. but I think that's not the overwhelming. Um, that's not what tips the scales in this country, you know. I, d- I did find it disconcerting that that there were so many people who were willing to overlook the yeah. most reprehensible we aspects. Should of Absolutely, stuff. we should be. Yeah, yeah, we should be. But you know what? The problem I have is that, we're, like I said, we're all responsible for that. We're all responsible for that. And 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 here's what this is just my my own thoughts on that, and would be interested in hearing your thoughts and having a discussion about. But I, I meditated on that quite mm. a bit, and like how. You know, like you and I grew up in a culture where, and with education systems that taught mm. us about our parents' generation mm. and the systems that had to be overthrown mm. and that we're still trying to overthrow mm. in terms of subjugation, be it communism, be it fascism, be it whateverism, you know, mm. like, you know, the virtue of liberal democracies. And I mean, this is kind of the culture we were raised in, right? Mm. And, and with, with an understanding of, of genocides and, 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 and so forth. And so... The thing that, that really shocked me was that, well, how could people just push that all out of their minds or, 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 or at least assume that that's like not a reality that could ever happen again or, 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 or just not. What I'm saying is this, what, 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 what really frustrated me and disappointed me was this idea that it made me realize we're now in a culture and maybe we've been this way for a couple decades and I just haven't noticed, but it seems like we're now in a society where people just, they're, they just don't, maybe they're disconnected. They either A, don't see or don't care. Both mm. are troubling. Yeah. Know? Because, because look, it's not just like a person who deal, who says, okay, I'm going to overlook this terrible shit being said and mm. I'm going to cast a vote anyway mm. because it doesn't personally affect me. It's what we all do every day, which is we get news about people suffering unimaginably, horribly mm. in Syria mm. and other parts of the world that were you to meditate on it even for five minutes, mm. you would just, you would be broken as a, as, as a spirit because... You can't, you, can't, you just can't. Yeah, yeah. It, it's awful. What's truly happening is awful in the and world. You have to, you, have to pri- you do and, have to prioritize. But, but here's what yeah. I'm going to say though, is that the world was much more prosperous and, well, I think of like the outrage in the 60s and I think of people who were more prosperous, you know, and educated and had had it the most comfortable being more incensed than ever at things that are far worse today mm. so that, that's what I don't understand and so, so you're saying this, we, yeah we, we need to find that spirit of activism yeah I'm saying that the sensitivity was higher back then it wasn't it wasn't as if things were worse it was that people were more I, I think and again this is like what, what I think like I think that we live in gravely cynical times where where people just feel so nonchalantly oppressed by the larger social structures that there's not even the the, the any nothing is done in earnest. You know, mm. everything is like kind of ah, oh, gotta like, get up, gotta clock in, yeah. gotta send emails. Like, fun, gotta... like like big horrible issues are like swiped away or dealt with by just like amusing memes for a half a second. Yeah, and then they're, and then they're swiped down to the next brain fart and the next distraction. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like nothing is dealt with in with the gravity that that it that, that it deserves. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and that and you know that's kind of what I feel like I was trying to do in the lead up to the election was trying my I don't know it was misguided or not. But I was trying my best to make ev- to make as many people understand what was about to happen. So I think people you know? did do that, and I think that I watched it numerous times um, in the media, where, where even I, I watched the Trevor, I watched the Daily Show. Like mm. all the time because I, yeah, it's always been it's got it's, it's, finger on the pulse you know really, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I think Trevor Noah is a good he's, he's, he's a funny guy and has filled John Stewart's shoes differently but yeah but it's really, good yeah I really like well. him yeah. but anyway he had that moment where like if you watched the night before he just kind of paused for a second and it was like a very real conversation and I think a lot of people tried to do that kind of thing yeah. but here's the problem I think the radiation we'd already been exposed culturally to the radiation for too long yeah. that is too late like when you try to level with someone, yeah, it's already kind of, you know, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know, but I can tell you that what what really troubles me is, I think this is going to sound horrible to say, but I think that you could probably eradicate a population 
in our era. Mm. It's, well, that's effectively happening right now, man, in Syria. Like, who's lifting a finger? Where are the voices? Where are the really strong, salient voices for peace and sanity for, for Syria right now? I don't even know who they are. I can't even point to... to I mean, I think most people don't really even understand what's going on in Syria. Syria, Syria is so complicated. It's yeah. such a complicated... Granted, granted. Yeah. But, you know, that, that, that's a difficult one, right? Because Granted, but, but nonetheless, Vietnam was complicated too, right? Mm. Mm. But, but people still understood at the base element, like, this is madness, we need to stop. Mm. In a very like, it's not even a political statement. You're just saying like, look, as human beings, this is important. This is, this is enough. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's really, what I don't get. Like, where may, that may, maybe it has to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. But for whom? That's yeah. what I'm saying. For whom? Like that. That it's a. We 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 like write movies and stories about like oh how horrible it would be if we lived in an apocalyptic wasteland. Dude, Google image how Aleppo looks today. Yeah, it's, they're living in it. You know. Yeah. That's Mad Max. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like I don't know where what more is like, what more does it take? I, mm. I don't know. Like, mm. uh, yeah, it, it, it's. But I mean, we we because I don't think we haven't felt it ourselves. On, but, but on people, ourselves. but this is what I'm saying. Like people back then hadn't felt it either. Like what was what was well, going on? No, because the Vietnam, everything, everybody, you know, they had conscription, right? So that everybody knew somebody who was a that's war, a, that's and their legs point. blown yeah, off, yeah. and right. was suffering from. So there's there's a tie right. to an immediate. Yeah. Right. So so I, I feel that you know perhaps now what's happened what could be happening is that there is a, you know Donald Trump gets in, um, it's going to kick off something enormous because he will because he's an idiot because he's not he's not capable of diffusing conflict. Sure. One thing I really respected about Obama was his ability to diffuse conflict, was his ability to collaborate and to work with other people to work with other countries. And seriously and effectively, you know, and, and um, you know, like the Iran nuclear deal, for example, it was, a, it, was it was good. I mean, it, you know, I, I believe that 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 has helped dampen conflict, dampen the prospects for conflict. Conflict is we have a, you just have a choice when it comes right. to conflict. Right? right? There's a, there's purely a choice. You choose to escalate or you choose to de-escalate. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. That you've got two options, and it's a, and it always comes down to a choice. And Trump will always choose to escalate that's in his nature so he that's what's going to happen but the rest of the world is not going to sit by and do what he wants it to do right they just won't like the the days you know the days of um bush got to do that in the early 2000s but the world has changed you know the world has changed china is not going yeah, to yeah we've also been it. involved 20 years now in, in spending our i mean we're economically weaker we're Mm. War fatigue has set in in a palpable way, mm. and there's a growing environmental movement, you know, which is really the big thing. The the big, the major issue here, lurking, you know, the elephant in the room is the environmental um, aspect of this, you know, because uh, he's threatening to pull out the Paris Climate Agreement, um, and that could mean catastrophic damage to the environment. Well, it will do. I mean, it's going to speed up global warming, you know, when we need to slow it down, um, and the rest of the planet is not going to sit back and 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 let him do that. They won't. Right? There'll be a trade sanction. Yeah, it's, it's, what's actually very, ahead is very interesting in that... Um, but maybe it has to get... I guess what I'm saying, probably I'm, I'm yeah. meandering here, but I guess what I'm saying is that maybe this is what it is going to... Ta- I'm trying to put the positive spin on this, that what it's going to take, and this is where it ties back into what people can do about this and how you can sort of not get depressed about this. It's like, this is now a good time to get active, to get oh, involved, yeah. right? I, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Create, create political activist movement. Create a group, community, anything. Like community, community, anything, anything. Yeah. You know, talk yeah. to, go to a coffee shop. You know, get five friends together and go to a coffee shop and talk about what's going on. I, I agree. I How think, can you make yeah. things a bit better? You yeah, know? yeah. I, I mean, it's funny for me personally because I'll, I'll just share with you that um, we are both the descendants of, um, we're, we're both the, the ancestors of genocide survivors, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, and what's interesting, and for for me, like speaking up has always not come very easy for me because mm. one of the lessons is that when you come from that kind of background, is you're always kind of careful, right? Mm. You're always a little bit, always in the back of your mind is that hey, this could happen again at some point, mm. and you always are kind of concerned about how much you say, and you, you know, very careful about what you say, and, and whether you know it or not, you you grow up in that kind of a culture, mm. right? Mm. It's part of the larger culture that you're in. Everyone's just like, hey, like, don't make too much noise. Just 
mm. earn a living, kind of no, don't be seen, be kind of invisible, and kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. do yeah. your thing. As I think many immigrants do, but specifically if you come from a background of gen- genocide, yeah. yeah, you just yeah. get on with business. And- That's right, and, and you just try not to talk too much. But one thing I actually snapped in my brain when this happened was that if there's ever a time to actually look, freedom is not. I'm not gonna say freedom is not free, but I'm gonna say freedom is not a gift. Mm. Freedom demands its defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, it, it and, demands to be thoughtful. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so I think that if there was ever a time to exert very vigorously your civil liberties no. in speech, thought, and mobilization, it is now. It, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is now. It is now, you know. And this is why I think there is much to be positive about because I, believe, I do think that, that the unleashing of these forces is going to create a counterforce. I think that it's what I'm hopeful in is this is that. Look, if they try to create some registry like they're talking about mm, based on religion registry, yeah. or something like that, like, A, we need to jump on this with full force immediately now, at yeah. the early stages yeah. and shut it down and shut even the inkling or the imagination or the idea. Because the fact that this is being discussed is yes. a disgrace. Yes, and this is, yeah. the, this is the insidious thing about how these types of systems work is that People float ideas and they just test to see what the reaction is going to be. Mm. What can I get away with? Let me try this. What can I get away with? And, and it needs realize, to get smashed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It needs to, the moment it rears its head, there needs to be people flooded in the streets saying, where it's very clear that this is a no-go. Like, like, yeah. like the, you know, uh, I think uh, the DNC, um, that Keith Ellison is being um, touted as the, the next leader of the, the DNC, the Muslim, African-American Muslim guy from Minnesota. I think... Get behind, you know, get behind this guy. If you're a dem- registered Democrat, get behind Keith Ellison. You know, put a black Muslim in charge of the DNC as a direct fuck you to Donald Trump and all this nonsense about a registry. You know, yeah. the, 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 these types of sim- symbolic acts make a difference. Absolutely, I think uh, I think the mayor of LA, I want to say it was the mayor, just came out recently saying we're not going to participate. Neither is the LAPD in any round. Yeah, Chicago, Rahm yeah. Emanuel. And, and I think came the, out. Yeah. this is what, this. That's what gives me hope. What gives me hope? Look, yeah. movements to consolidate power unjustly against democratic forces only work when people, it's mainly in the institutions of power, are willing to cops that are willing yeah. to kind of but they, they fail when those people I mean Eastern Europe ultimately fell because the people the police and the, and the and the people at the lower levels were unwilling to beat and shoot and kill and maim their compatriots yeah and I think that's what gives me hope is when I look at those pockets and I'm like okay like mm. it's not 100% through through control of like mm. you know a true fascism this is there's definitely the murmurs and beginnings mm. but it's not there's not that national capture yet no, not yet, not yet, you know, but it, it, it depends on how bad things get, you know, they, they can get bad, you know, they can get bad, so, I mean, I think it's a good time now to people, yeah, just, it's like, you know, someone accused me of, I posted something on Facebook, and a friend of mine said, you know, you're fear-mongering, you're, you're spreading fear, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just repeating what this guy has said he's going to do, that's not, I'm not trying to spread fear, I'm just, this is, we have to accurately assess what's happening. I, I, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, very, look, you, you, I, and it might be painful to listen to. I, I, yeah, you've got to be sober about it. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be alarmist. Like, but I have heard anecdotes just in living in one of the most cosmopolitan international cities mm. of DC. I've already, I have friends who have experienced things recently. Oh yeah, yeah, like me people too. who have been emboldened to say things and do things mm. And, mm. and and vandalize and so forth. So, so for me, look, I, I, I I'm. It needs to be squashed at this stage before it becomes an issue. That's my philosophy right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so that like now is the time really to get as angry and I mean, I I'm also advocate. I advocate one hundred percent non-compliance with Donald Trump. Hundred percent non-compliance. You know, eight years of Republicans blocking everything Obama did. That's what this guy's going to get. He's going to get provoked. He's going to get. Um, protested, he's going to get uh, checked at every single thing he says, he's going to have to go under enormous scrutiny and defend himself, he's going to have to defend himself from every angle, you know, and it's up to everyone to put that, to start to apply that pressure on him, right to make him so bogged down in battles that he doesn't have time to enact you know, all the nonsense that he said he's going to do Um, and I think that that's not, I'm trying not to be um, divisive, but 
Like I think that you have to look. You, you have to look at what the, yeah. the kind of campaign this guy ran. You know what he said he's going to do. Who you know he, if you if your political hero is Vladimir Putin, right? That's a worry. That's troubling. That's extremely troubling. Vladimir Putin is a gangster. You know he's a straight up thug. You know any Russian will tell you this that he's a thug, right? And and Trump clearly has a lot of admiration for this guy, right? That's a little preview about what we've got to look forward to for the next at least the next four years. You know, so. I think it's good that everybody understands exactly what's happened and that now is the time. It's, you know, look, we, this is our generation. This is the, the great challenge. You know, I believe this is the great challenge is, is to try to um, put back in the can, put back in, you know, try to uh, our, fight against our worst yeah. instincts, you know, and and um, move towards our, our, our better instincts. Yeah, know, so, so, I mean, the people. one thing I will, I will, I agree with everything you said, um, in large part, I'm not gonna nitpick the stuff I didn't because I the the thing I want to move to is um, uh, the thing I want to move to is that we should be careful that we don't overly create a cult of personality unconsciously around Trump and what he represents, and that we're sensitive to the fact that the reason he even exists is because mm. there's major and deep rot in our institutions. Yes, in our institutions, in our own sort of collective psyche. And and this is where where I would say that for me the problem's not Trump, just Trump. He's a a symptom of it. It's the two-party system, both major parties. Mm. It is the media. It is our educational institutions. It is the whole whole show, basically. And the answer to that and the antidote is more popular control and actual ability for the majority of people the majority of people to actually have a say in how these institutions work and mm. who they serve essentially and yeah that's that's the and that's a longer game that's a that's a mm. 10 plus I think year you, right you know it's, it's clearly well, a lot of the problems in our society comes down to the fact that most people just feel they have no control over their lives and you know it's it's business as usual politicians are robbing them corporations are robbing them um, uh, you feel disenfranchised and kind of helpless, and the future seems. I think most people view, view the future as being bleaker than oh, it. Oh, and you, you know what's scary about all those things you're just saying? Mm. Those are all symptoms of a totalitarian society. Right, right, but it's uh, but it's it, it's a totalitarian, but it's a self-induced. But that's what I'm saying. This yeah. is that's why it's scary, right? Yeah. Because it's easier to point to a tank out the street, you know, outside the window. Yeah. But when the tank, when 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 you have the tank in your own mind, and you're yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're kind of yeah. like. Well, what's the point? That it's like you know why have that? We have a system that creates this hopelessness that we need to start examining. That mm. you know we need in a critical way, in a very critical way. And maybe the, maybe this is the you know the impetus. Maybe this is what kicks it off. You know, I've seen a lot of people talking now. I think that the, the maybe like silver lining is that we have no more room for hopelessness. Like there's just no. Like hopelessness is a convenience almost. Yeah, right. I mean, look, I after the election, I got kind of hope, like for a few hours, I was, dawned on me, you know, what had happened. Um, it was like living in some sort of alternate reality for a little while, but then after a few hours of it, I'm like, well, that's fine, you know, that's fine that I'm upset about this and that it's really bad and that you know the future looks bleak, but but then what? What do I do about you know? Yeah. You either sit back and let it happen, yeah, or you do something about it. You right. know, you you do something about it. You go out and get, you know, I don't. It doesn't matter what it is, um, as long you know, do, I don't know. Donate, donate to Planned Parenthood. You know, subscribe to the Daily Banter. Yeah, okay? I would, uh, yeah. I oh, would just quickly. I'm just going to yeah, plug. Yeah. Like we, you know, we we are planning to go, um, uh, you know, full force at Trump and cover this guy. From head to toe, we're going to be on him like like uh, like piranhas, um, and we do need help. We need support. You know, if you can spare four bucks a month, I'd like to say that we we provide reasonably good value. Um, it's reasonably intelligent commentary. So there you go. Anyway, that's my plug. But anyway, whatever. Don't don't so, even worry about that. Yeah. New York New York Times is a good is a good one. Real journalists, they do real stuff. New York Times, Washington Post, um, NPR. Um, these are other media institutions um, that are, do good work, uh, report facts, um, and the more money that they have, the better able they're going to be to cover this stuff. 
right? So do your whatever, or I don't know, join the Democratic Party. Like I, I, I don't know if I agree, but again, not gonna. <laughs> well, you don't agree with the banter subscription. <laughs> no, no, that that one I agree with. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think I think it comes. Down, look, I think the singular most important thing that we need to do mm. over the short term is engage in our own communities whatever they look like and mm. however they look like because I feel that part of this part of what happened here was mm. that everybody has is pers- they have their own lives they feel too burdened mm. nobody's engaged in each other's lives anymore and I feel like that is the singular most toxic thing to our civics to our, to our body yeah, it's lack of yes. yeah lack of faith it's it, it just even connection to each other yeah. you know and I think that volunteering and being involved there's dozens of opportunities to help on multiple levels even if it's helping animals, whatever it is, but mm. some, some, in whatever corner, smallest corner of the world you're in, in the smallest way that you're giving and helping has immense reverberations. Mm. They do. I believe that firmly. I, I think, think that's that, right. Yeah. I feel that it, it tips the scales to the other direction. It might seem small. Yeah. And it is, you know, these things can, these, these big events can, can have a kind of clarifying effect. Uh, make you realize like what people you may have argued with in the past about you know it's like the Bernie the Bernie people versus the Hillary people right those were divisions between progressives or between the left between the Democrats right I mean forget all that now forget yeah. all about that stuff. I, I actually like want to have a dialogue and figure out like I I'm for me I want to sit down and actually explain in a way where we can actually have a dialogue and discussion in a very earnest way why there's things that are happening that are troubling me. And I want to talk to a supporter or someone who's avidly engaged in creating a, a Trump political system to really under, to really have them understand rationally what is the toxin and the danger. Yeah, I, well, I've got a friend of mine who, who is a Trump supporter who has mentioned that he might want to do the podcast. So we, we could get him in yeah. and we could talk to him. I'll see if we'll see if we'll be up for it. Yeah. Um, but look, anyway, um, on that note, I think we, we'll, we'll call it a day. And uh, there'll, be, we'll, we'll, there'll be more on this. There'll be more on this. Um, anyway, it's good to be back. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.